Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we have the car payment, the rent, utilities, and the repair bill. <sighs> what should we do? I know. I'm going to CashNetUSA.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, we could have the money in our account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to CashNetUSA.com to apply for the money you need now. The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. You guys, what an absolute nightmare (laughs) the past two weeks have been. Actually, this whole entire month has been absolutely brutal. So I just want to say thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me and what has felt like just the craziest, you know, two weeks of the year for me. I mean, let's really talk about what has all happened in the past two weeks. I had the biggest like press moments, if you will, of my life. I mean, in page six, in Us Weekly, um, you know, Caitlin Bristow tea all over the internet on this Nick Vial person's podcast. Of course, we'll get to that in a second. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my moment. You know what I mean? I'm getting all these new, you know, listeners and followers to the page because all these other publications are talking about me. I'm so excited. And then poof, no voice. <laughs> No freaking voice. Can you believe that? God decided it'd be really funny if I got laryngitis and poof, I can't speak just like that. Every stream of income that I have revolves around me speaking. So that was really fun. Then I was better for about one day, one day of relief. And what do you know? What do you know? Fever chills, cold sweats, migraine, cough, COVID. Yep. Straight up a COVID Christmas for Morgan. But, you know, a lot of you guys have been checking in with me online. I I appreciate that very, very much. I am feeling okay. Um, Obviously, I have felt um, better. You know, I've had better days, but I've also had worse days. So uh, I believe I am on the mend And uh, thank you guys for waiting it out with me. So let's get into it, our pop three. Uh, Let's start with this Nick person, okay? This Nick person. I want to personally thank Nick Vial for dedicating six whole minutes of his podcast, The Vial Files, to me, to this little old Morgan person. Uh, In case you missed it, 
How could you? But two weeks ago, Caitlin Bristow told me in my DMs that the moment between her and Tasha, when she asked about Zach on the men tell all, you know, there's more to the story, yada, yada, yada. It's too long to recap. Go listen to my last episode if you missed it. Nick Vial and his producers were talking about it on his podcast. He could not believe that Caitlin Bristow would tell this Morgan person all this inside info. I mean, I couldn't believe it either. Let's get that straight right off the bat. I was just as shocked as the next person. You know, he had Rod on from um, TikTok with him. And I want to be upfront when I say, you know, none of this made me mad, but Rod throwing some shade at me. Uh, You know, they were trying to connect the dots on who this Morgan person who this person was. And Rod asks the producer, I believe her name is Allison. He asks her, is she on TikTok? And Allison responds, says, she's on TikTok. And he goes, oh, God. I'm like, now, Rod, sir, I know he knows who I am because he has commented on my videos before. And people were like, oh, no, I think he meant, oh, God, because like TikTok. Uh, no, he didn't. Rod got his clout on TikTok. So he's definitely not going to be, oh, godding, rolling his eyes at TikTok when that is how he got internet famous too. So I know the oh, god was about me. I called him out on it on Instagram. He apologized. We're friends again, honestly, because I just don't care enough to like, you know, I guess harbor resentment towards Rod uh, and Nick, you know, it really didn't bother me that he kept calling me this person this person, this Morgan person. But at the same time, the producer, Allison, had said my name, M-O-R-G-A-N, like eight times. Why do you feel the need to keep referring to me as this person? Just because he might not have seen any of my content before. Like, you know my name is Morgan. She just told you eight different times. Just say Morgan. It's not that hard, right? But anyways, uh, for just being this Morgan person, he sure did spend a lot of time talking about me. So uh seemed a little salty that I knew more about the situation than he did. I really want to get Oh God merch. If I ever get to that level, which I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to get there anytime soon. <laughs> That's like maybe three, four, five years down the road. But Oh God merch will be the first drop. Okay, let's move on to headline number two, the Jashelle split that is calling Jason and Chriselle. Jashelle, I like it. I think it's a good mashup. Anyways, Selling Sunsets, Chriselle Staus, Jason Oppenheim have called it quits after five months of dating. I read something crazy somewhere that they broke up like the day season five stopped filming. I don't know if it was that close, but still, it seems a little sus. Both of their breakup posts seem like they do really still love and care about each other. They just have, you know, different uh, immediate lifestyle needs, I guess you could say. Uh, Jason's said that Chriselle was the most amazing girlfriend he's ever had. Uh, hello, ouch, Mary, who is still like a very active presence in his life. Uh, he also said that it was the happiest and most fulfilling relationship of his life. <laughs> Mary's like, hello, Jason, remember me? Uh, but they have different uh, wants regarding a family. So really this all came down to wanting kids. Chriselle's post said, men have the luxury of time that women don't, and that's just the way it goes. 
Uh, she said, I very much hope to one day have a family and decisions I make at this point are with that goal in mind. Uh, the explanation of their split made me sadder about their breakup. You know what I mean? Like when I first heard that they split up, I I wasn't necessarily surprised. I mean, you remember uh, if you listened to the last episode, we talked to Nicole Moore and I asked her about Jason and Chriselle. I'm like, what do you think of this? She's like, you know, I just don't see like the lovey-dovey aspect of it. I don't really see like the spark. And I, I totally can see like where she was coming from with that. It just always seemed kind of awkward. And I will say out of all the celebrity breakup posts or whatever, I am really proud of Chriselle. And it's like, who am I to be like proud of her? I know that she doesn't like it. She doesn't need my validation. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think that it's better, more authentic when people actually tell the truth, you know, instead of like, oh, we love and respect each other, but we really technically hate each other. We just don't want to say that on social media. No, Chriselle's like, look, I want to have kids. I want to have kids soon. You know, time is of the essence and Jason doesn't want kids. So that is what it is. People still speculating on whether or not this was like a PR relationship. I honestly don't know because to me, five months does kind of seem like a good time marker to start talking about like kids and the future. You know what I mean? Like they could have maybe talked about it early on, but things are still new. You know, you don't want to rock the boat too soon and get into like too serious of conversation matter when you're early on in the relationship. But like when you're five, six months in and you're like, okay, I can really see a future, but this is what I want. And you're not like on the same page with me in that, you know? She had to do what she had to do, and I'm excited to see their relationship play out on season five. I wish wish the cameras were rolling when they broke up, but we'll see. And finally, for this week's pop three, Scott Disick has reunited with Bathroom Bella. That's really mean to call her that, but this is the same girl that Kim Kardashian kicked the door in on the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Remember when they all took the family trip to Costa Rica and, you know, Scott and Courtney weren't on the best terms and yada, yada, yada. And Scott flew this like mystery girl out and Kim found out and went like all dog, the bounty hunter on her, like kicking down doors and stuff. Well, it was amazing. Let's not lie. But her real name is Bella Banos. Okay. She's 25. Hey, slowly but surely. We're making steps in the right direction. Scott and this Bella girl were seen out again together, walking on some beach somewhere. You know what? Fine, Scott. And the reason why I picked this for the pop three instead of anything Pete and Kim is because I'm actively ignoring Pete actively because I hate it so much. And you know what? Pete is 28, so I don't really see that much of a difference I, I'm pretty sure Kim is older than Scott by a couple years. So the age differences really aren't that much. I know people are freaking out about key online. I just cannot get down with it. So I'm choosing to ignore it. All right, you guys, that does it for this week's pop three. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go grab some more cough drops and we'll be right back with our deep dive about Hannah Brown's brother getting engaged to Jed Wyatt's ex-girlfriend. All right, let's get into this week's deep dive. We have Gabby with this week's question. Hi, Morgan. This is Gabby from Fort Worth, Texas. Can you give us a deep dive on how Hannah Brown's brother ended up engaged to Jed Wyatt's ex? She was essentially the other woman in his and Hannah's relationship. So this is wild to me. Thanks so much. It's wild to me too, sis. Uh, Let's start from the beginning, just so we're clear on how truly wild this whole thing is. Hannah Brown 
you know, chooses Jed Wyatt at the end of her season of The Bachelorette. They get engaged. Then comes Haley Stevens, who claims that she and Jed were in a relationship the whole time, that Jed strictly went on the show to promote his music career, and the two of them were in on it together the whole time. You know, she even released like a text message that showed that Jed said, like, I love you to Haley before she left. Uh, to this day, Jed claims that he was not dating Haley when he went on The Bachelorette and when he was engaged to Hannah Brown. Allegedly, Jed and Haley were dating for four months um, before he went on the show. So I think first, um, you know, obviously we all know that backstory between Jed, Hannah, and Haley, but we never really knew a lot about Hannah's brother. So I think it's important to understand the history of Hannah and her brother, Patrick, because the two haven't always necessarily been very close. As a matter of fact, it was actually the opposite. Um, Hannah talks a lot about her family dynamic in her new book, and she talks a lot about how she didn't necessarily have the childhood that you would have expected her to have. You know, this pageant princess, this bachelorette, actually had a lot of like fighting in her house. Growing up specifically in her book, Hannah talks about resenting her brother Patrick because he was a bit of a troublemaker, which then caused her parents to fight a lot. So she was saying, you know, I'm I'm doing everything in my power to make my parents not fight by being like the goody two-shoes. My brother Patrick seems like he's doing everything in his power to cause trouble to make my parents fights. It was like a little bit of a domino effect of like toxicity in the home, I guess you could say. Patrick, her brother, has also had substance abuse issues. Um, and he has talked openly about this. You know, Hannah talked about it in her book, uh, specifically this one quote. She said, he'd been drinking. He'd done all kinds of drugs, both uppers and downers. And my parents didn't seem to be able to do anything to stop him. And then in March 2020, he overdosed and went to rehab. Patrick has been really open about his overdose. He's even talked about it on social media. I pulled a quote from one of his Instagram posts. He said, March 1st, um, I overdosed. I ended up spending two days on a ventilator and I am so grateful to be here to share this with everyone. I'm not posting this for pity or whatnot, but thank you to everyone who has checked up on me. Y'all are the reason I fully intend to take my story and share it to hopefully save another loved ones to not have to go through waiting by the bedside hoping they wake up. So in doing all these press interviews for her book, Hannah said, you know, I love my brother. I'm thankful for all the changes that he's made in his life because uh, that just really impacted the way our family dynamic is. Both of us had kind of gone our on our own journey of healing. You know, Hannah said for the first time ever in our family, um, we were the first two people to go to therapy. You know, she said both her and her brother went to therapy to learn how to cope. Now, here is another interesting point. Hannah Brown's brother overdosed one day after Tyler Cameron's mom passed away, which I know like the Tyler and Hannah wormhole, it's a whole nother avenue that we could go down and, and be there forever. But it seems like, you know, especially – in that quarantine crew, Tyler and Hannah probably had a little bit of trauma bonding under the circumstances. I mean, she's she talked about it in her book. So how does Hannah feel about, you know, her brother being engaged to Haley Stevens of all people? Now, this was before the engagement, but she told Us Weekly, this is a quote, about his love life. I don't choose who my brother loves and who he wants to be with, but I love him and want him to be happy. So when did they get together? Uh, Haley and Patrick, they've been linked 
since February. That was the first time she publicly made like an Instagram post about how they were together. It was like a birthday post. And how did they connect? It took me a little bit of time to find the answer to this question, but Haley went on Reality Steve's podcast in 2019 and said that Patrick followed her on Instagram when season 15 of The Bachelorette was filming. She said it was before Jed even got home. A quote from that podcast said, immediately I'm like, why? Alarms kind of start sounding. I get a little uneasy. Like, why does he know about me? Why is he following me? That just seems way too coincidental. So I don't know how we go from alarms and uneasy feelings to being in love and now engaged, (laughs) right? Like seems kind of weird. I mean, it had to have gone down in the DMs, right? And this is like me being a conspiracy theorist, but is maybe at first, I feel like it was a way to get back at Jed for Haley. Like you ruined our relationship, so I'm going to make life awkward for you by dating Hannah's brother, which really it it doesn't affect Jed as much as it affects Hannah. Um, You know, Hannah was not there at the engagement, but Hannah's parents were there. Jed's reaction was really weird too. He posted on his um, Instagram stories that media outlets were like reaching out to him for comments. And he was like, the only thing I want to state is, does he know he's engaged? Which at first I was like confused. It's like, what? Does he know he's engaged? What does that mean? And a lot of people immediately thought that he was referencing Patrick's substance abuse issues, which is, would have been like crazy, but that actually is not what I think he meant. I think he meant that, you know, Haley lied, you know, from Jed's point of view, Haley lied about their relationship publicly. So he's like, oh, Haley is now lying about being engaged to Patrick. Does that make sense? Like when Jed says, does he know he's engaged? He's like insinuating that Haley lies about the seriousness of relationships. Anyways, I don't know. After all this time, Jed is still a douche. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. So there you have it. All right, you guys, to wrap up this COVID episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, we have to talk about The Bachelorette, the season finale, my final thoughts. This season really started to pick up at the end. I was on Bachelor burnout. I think a lot of people were, and I feel really bad because I feel like Michelle could have had a really good season had we had a little bit of a break, but everybody was like, bro, we cannot handle another season right now. But it picked up at the end. I started enjoying it more towards the end. Let's start with Brandon. (laughs) Brandon. (laughs) That was so 
painful. But isn't that how this always goes? Like the clear choice is never the one that ends up the winner in the end. I think the last time that that happened where everyone was like, oh yes, that's going to be the person to win was Catherine and Sean. Ever since then, it's like they try to make it the most dramatic the most dramatic season in Bachelor history, whatever the heck they say all the time. Especially with somebody like Michelle, who was so like confident and secure in her decision making. I feel like they didn't have a lot of like drama when it came to her because she was so decisive. You know what I mean? And it's like they were thinking, oh, well, I mean, there's no like plot twist to Michelle's season. You know, there's a bad breakup, and then she ends up with the guy that she really wants. So we got to make it seem like, you know, Nate is this really bad guy. And that's why I don't trust The Bachelor. And that's why even we see like Nate and Michelle on After the Final Rose. They're so lovey-dovey. They're like googly eyes over each other. And I'm like, huh? Like where was this the whole entire – the whole time? It was clear that Nate was given like the bad edit to make it more – dramatic. Speaking of dramatic, the waves. The waves had no chill. I could not hear a single word. I was like, is she breaking up with Brandon? I I cannot hear what's going on. I had to turn on the subtitles. Like who who made that decision? You know, we're going to do the proposals right next to this raging ocean. I felt more emotion during the breakup than I did the proposal. And that's how you know these Bachelor editors are shady. We're sitting there sobbing our eyes out, watching Brandon just be absolutely heartbroken. And at that time, we're like, no, we don't even want a happy ending because we're so upset that Brandon is so distraught. It reminded me of Rachel Lindsay's ending where, you know, she cried her eyelashes off when uh, she and Peter broke up. And we're all like, no, Peter, not the eyelashes. And then by the time the proposal came around and she ends up getting engaged to Brian, we're all like, who cares? You know what I mean? Because we were so worried about the eyelashes. You know, but then after the final rose came on, Michelle and Nate, they really do look happy together. The parents being besties made me smile. I think Michelle's parents are so cute. Love them. Can we get a spinoff of the Youngs? I would be here for it. Do we really think that Nate is moving to Minnesota? I mean, they essentially bribed Nate to move to Minnesota. $200,000? Are you kidding me? A down payment on a house? The Bachelor producers were like, we are making sure that Nate and Michelle, you have no excuses. You have no reason whatsoever to break up because we are giving you $200,000. So time will tell if Nate actually does move to Minnesota. Who did I want to win? Obviously, I wanted Brandon to win. I just I just thought he was the cutest. But they each, like Brandon and Nate each had a little bit of red flags too though, you know? Like Brandon maybe came on too strong. You hate to say it because you're like, Ugh whatever, Morgan, he's a baby angel. But it's like, you know, sometimes that's too much for some people. And then Nate obviously just seemed like emotionally disconnected from everything. But seeing like their press stuff after, they do really look in love. And you know, I trust Michelle more than I don't trust Nate. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't sit here and praise Michelle for making decisive choices the entire time, you know, really knowing what she wants. And then when we don't agree with her final pick, be like, oh, she made a mistake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. We've seen her make level-headed, rational decisions 
the whole entire time. So we need to trust that Michelle made the best decision for her, that she followed her heart, and that she made the right decision when it came to what she wanted. Can we talk about the Clayton segment for a moment? Because I'm glad that he was a good sport, but why was that necessary? First of all, those tweets were fake. They were 100% written by producers. Like you could tell by the hashtags. Like These are just made up hashtags. People don't just randomly put these stupid hashtags at the end of their tweets. And it was so mean. I feel like it was just kind of weird. But you know what? Good on Caitlyn. Or not Caitlyn. (laughs) I mean, good on Caitlyn. I think she did a really good job. I know I was critical of her in the past, but we're friends now, so I'm not allowed to say anything mean about her. I think she did a good job. And I'm excited for Clayton's season. I think it looks juicy. And that's what we want out of a Bachelor season. All right, you guys, thank you for hanging with my squeaky voice and my sniffly nose for my COVID Christmas. Hey, this is really exciting. If you're listening on Spotify, I know I always tell you guys to rate, review, and subscribe at the end. And a lot of you have reached out to me saying, how do I do it on Spotify? I can't find it. They didn't have it, but they do have it now. So if you love the podcast, go ahead and give me a little five-star rating. Don't give me anything below a three right now, especially with COVID. Like, just don't kick me when I'm down, okay? Yeah, so make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things. I hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas. Please stay safe and healthy out there. Omicron has no chill. She don't care whose life she's ruining for the holidays, but hopefully it won't be yours. All right, guys, thanks again. We'll see you back here next time. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with the synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.